Good morning. And welcome to Los Angeles. It's a great pleasure to welcome you here, a city as much as any other city in this country that was built by immigrant workers. Everything that you see downtown, at our port, at the airport, throughout the city that is now spread over miles and miles with millions of people was built by immigrant labor. Our city government is also supported and built historically by immigrants. However, this city has not always recognized and acknowledged the critical importance of immigrants and labor to its growth and its flourishing. Indeed, one example of that is what Pablo has already discussed. Despite the fact that this city, this county, this region was built by immigrant workers, we have faced a 20-year struggle to ensure that day laborers have their constitutionally granted right to seek work, to seek honest, legal work in this county. As Pablo mentioned, 18 years ago, a state court dealing with a case from a city just up the coast called Agoura Hills ruled that constitutionally, that legally, a city like Agoura Hills could prevent day laborers from seeking work on their sidewalks. 18 years later, as Pablo has explained, we are on the cusp this week of finding out from the United States Supreme Court whether a better decision, a more appropriate decision, a more consistent decision with the history and constitution of this nation will be upheld by the United States Supreme Court. This decision out of Redondo Beach that would reverse that decision from 18 years ago, that state court decision from 18 years ago, is critically important not just to this region, not just to day laborers, but to this country. And it came through 20 years of continual struggle by jornaleros throughout this region, and as Pablo mentioned, throughout the country, who worked together to organize, to challenge using the legal system, this constitutional deprivation. Indeed, at least half a dozen cities were challenged legally in this region alone before we got to the decision in Redondo Beach. As Pablo's also explained, even in that case, an initial victory in the trial court with a very good judge who concluded initially and throughout her decision making that it was inconsistent with a free speech guarantee in the United States Constitution to prevent day laborers and others from standing on sidewalks and expressing their availability for work. After that great district court judge's decision, as Pablo has explained, we went to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals because Redondo Beach, like cities before it, felt compelled to continue to defend a law that they knew could not ultimately prevail. But initially, three judges of the Ninth Circuit, a court of appeals that covers nine states in the Western United States, concluded that the city could enact and enforce its law. 
It took a request to 11 judges to hear the case again. And those 11 judges, nine of them, as Pablo has explained, concluded that the law is unconstitutional. But it's important to note that going into that argument, we at best would have assumed that five or six of those judges would side with the day laborers. That is to say, we looked at the history of these judges, how conservative some of them were, and concluded that we had a chance of getting six judges, a majority, that's all we needed to win, to rule that the law was unconstitutional. But in the end, nine out of 11 judges, including a number of very conservative judges, including the very judge who wrote the decision by the three-judge panel previously holding the law constitutional. She was among the nine judges who ultimately decided that this law is unconstitutional. Now that's a great victory, regardless of what the Supreme Court decides this week. That's a great victory after many, many years of workers coming together, patiently waiting, using the legal system, being deposed, having their testimony taken, and standing together to achieve that victory. Now when the Supreme Court decides this week, this decision will get public attention. It will not get the attention that it deserves. Because this decision, as much as any other, is a testament to how you and your efforts are continuing to build this country. As I said, this is a city that was built by immigrants and labor. This is a city that would not exist without those contributions. But it is a city like many others that doesn't often remember that, doesn't often commemorate that, doesn't often acknowledge that contribution. But the work that you are doing here today and ensuing days has an even greater impact in helping to rebuild this country. Because the decision in Redondo Beach wasn't only about the rights of day laborers. It was about vindicating the right of every person, every person in this country, to exercise free speech activities on sidewalks in every state around the country. Now, it's a victory in the face of folks on the other side who would seek to change this nation, to restrict the rights of day laborers and others to engage in free speech. There was a concerted campaign, a concentrated effort by restrictionists on the right to have laws like Redondo Beaches enacted across the country. FAIR, an organization well known to have been born out of hate and whose mission is to restrict the rights of immigrants. FAIR is an organization that placed on its website over many years a request that its members, that its supporters, seek to enact anti-day labor solicitation laws across the country. It is no accident, then, that restrictions on the rights of day laborers and others to, to solicit work while standing on sidewalks is also a critical component of Arizona's SB 1070, of the following laws in Alabama and Indiana, 
There was a concentrated effort that continues today by the restrictionists to continually cut back on our constitutional rights. Not just the constitutional rights of day laborers, not just the constitutional rights of hardworking immigrants, but on the constitutional rights of everyone living in this nation. They seek to go backwards. Arizona, Alabama, Indiana, Utah, Georgia, all of these states, and the others that may follow in this year 2012, whether Mississippi, whether Virginia, whether any others, they will be led by those who seek to go back in history to a time when this country didn't live up to its constitutional principles, to a time when this country threatened to fall apart as a nation. These states and their leaders seek to establish a different environment than the rest of the country, seek to establish a different regime than that led by President Obama in Washington. In essence, they seek to break up this country. So the work that you do in challenging those efforts, whether efforts by Redondo Beach, Agoura Hills, Upland, Rancho Cucamonga, Los Altos, Cave Creek, Arizona, across the country, wherever you challenge those local ordinances, you are seeking to vindicate not just the rights of yourselves, but the Constitution that is of such critical importance to everyone living in this nation. When you challenge Arizona, as you have so courageously and consistently since it established itself as the leader in this shameful march of hateful states enacting these laws, when you challenge Arizona and Alabama and Indiana and Georgia and South Carolina and Utah, you are stepping forward not just on behalf of yourselves, but on behalf of everyone living in this nation. Whenever their ancestors came to this country, they came in a belief in this country's future, a belief grounded in the Constitution that you have worked so hard to defend and vindicate by your activism. When you work for federal legislation, so much needed in Washington that would recognize our constitutional values and would recognize that our current immigration system fails to serve those values. One example, a bedrock value of our Constitution for at least 150 years, often violated, but there embedded in the words of the 14th Amendment is the notion that we will not discriminate, we will not distinguish on the basis of people's race or national origin. And yet we continue to have a federal immigration system that establishes not one line, but multiple lines for those who seek to obtain papers to live in this country legally. And the only thing that determines whether you're in a shorter line or a longer line is the country that you come from. That is not a federal immigration system that is consistent with the constitutional values 
to which this country owes its existence and its success. So just as immigrant labor built this city physically, in the future we will know that immigrant workers, led by those in this room and your colleagues throughout the country, also rebuilt this country in its politics, in its values, and in its constitution. Because when you step forward and challenge federal policy that is not consistent with those constitutional values, that discriminates directly on the basis of race and national origin, when you challenge police departments, sheriffs, who seek to discriminate, to profile, in enforcing laws that they are untrained to enforce. When you challenge states and governors like Jan Brewer and others who seek to contradict the Constitution, who seek to take for themselves duties that are constitutionally assigned to the federal government, you are building this country, you are rebuilding this country's institutions, this country's constitution, this country's politics, this country's policy and its success. So the work that you do is about not just building, maintaining the physical development of this nation, but its policy, political and social development as well. And on behalf of everyone, from those whose free speech rights were vindicated in Redondo Beach just as much as day laborers. Make no mistake, when the court found this law unconstitutional, they recognized that not only did this law restrict the rights of day laborers, but it restricted the rights of students, the rights of ministers, the rights of business people, the rights of everyone to engage in free speech activity on the sidewalk. Similarly, in all of your endeavors, you are defending not only your rights, but the rights of all of us. So let me again welcome you to Los Angeles. And because you won't hear it often enough, let me thank you on behalf of all of us living in this country for your ongoing work, your ultimately inevitably successful work to build and rebuild the Constitution the policy and the success of this nation. Good luck to you as you move toward that inevitable victory.